pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Grinders and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Pod. I'm your host Travis Mangone here to break down the slate for you guys. Uh, we have a pretty, uh, you know, pretty big slate today. Uh, you know, 11 games here, uh, a lot to get through. So hey, let's get started. Uh, it's gonna be, uh, you know, probably tons of news breaking and whatnot. Uh, so just let's 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 get ready for it. Uh, should be crazy. Uh, you know, after the uh, yesterday's news with uh, the Nick going, uh, you know pretty young and uh the news of the bulls and whatnot i mean i'm expecting you know a lot of different things and uh a little nuggets that we could find leading up to lock that could really help us out so again let's get started and talk about the games uh boston celtics and the pistons are the first game with a 208.5 team total uh talk about the celtics first we already got the word that marcus smart is expected to play shane mark Shane Larkin remains out. So with that news, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm really that interested in many Celtics here. I know the Pistons, uh, we can target them. Uh, if if we are going to target them, I like targeting them a lot of the point guard position. Uh, with the Ishmith defense, it's always a spot to attack, especially with a guy like Kyrie Irving on Boston. I think that makes sense at his current price tag uh, at, you know, 7.9K. Uh, that's a pretty nice price tag. Uh, I think that's uh, fair, and I think that's, uh, you know, there's upside there. So that that's a guy that you can definitely play. I just think you have to buy what his price tag is on each site. Um, like Fantasy Draft for 16.1K, uh, I don't know if I love that price as much. But, again, I think it's, uh, I think it's fair, uh, and I think against the Pistons, he's the guy. If I had to play any Celtic, that's the Celtic I would want to play. I kind of want to play the star in Kyrie Irving, and the rest of them not really get too much exposure. If you wanted to go for Al Horford for cheap, I would hate it but uh it's really Kyrie is the guy that I would look to here in this game from the Celtics side of the ball looking at the Pistons uh Andre Drummond I, I get it uh he's been really good if you want to play him just mainly because of what he's been doing and uh Celtics they definitely have struggled on the boards historically the past uh, couple years and uh, I mean Al Horford is a guy that uh, I would not be scared of right uh Drummond should be able to out-rebound him a ton. Uh, I could see this being a big, big spot for Drummond, but again, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be playing Drummond here in this spot. I get it. If you want to play him, I understand the the play of him, but that's the only uh, piston that I would play. I could see maybe if you want to stack up this game, doing a Kyrie Irving and Drummond stack. That's probably what I would do, and just kind of call it a day. Take those studs. But uh, other than that, this uh, this game is not one that I really want to get too much exposure to. So yeah, it's just going to be kind of keep it simple. Play those studs or uh, don't play them at all. Next game, the Atlanta Hawks and the Indiana Pacers. It's a 211 team total. And uh, we got the Hawks. They're definitely a team that, uh, you know, we could expect some weird things from. Uh, could expect them to start doing some uh, wonky things. Uh, I'm expecting Dennis Schroeder to play in this game. So uh, I think he's the guy that I mainly uh, want him or Bazemore. That's kind of how I play the, the, the Hawks. I keep it really simple with the Hawks. I try not to mess around with these other guys. 
Uh, Torian Prince, uh, he's a guy that I understand, but his outcome is it's such a wide range of outcomes. If you look at the game log, I would stay away from him. I would keep it really simple. Go with the uh, you know go with the Baysmore, go with the Schroeder route. Uh, when we I like to target uh, Pacers big men's. So if you are targeting them, you want to look at some of these, uh, you know, some of these guys like John Collins. You want to look at Deadman. I, I think there's some interest to have in these guys. Uh, the problem is, is I just don't know if I want to go that route on this slate. That's kind of the issue that I'm having. I already have a cheap center that I'm already kind of keying in on. Is going to be a pretty popular play, but I can see obviously it being a pivot. We, you know, I don't love Dwayne Dedman, but I love targeting the Pacers at center position, and I've seen Dwayne Dedman have big games. He did it once against the Kings this year for like 50 fantasy points. So in a tournament, uh, you know, it makes some sense. I think it could definitely uh, work. It could definitely happen, but uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, not for me. Not not the type of play for me. I would keep it kind of simple. Uh, keep it with the guys like Baysmore. I he just has so much upside. Uh, price tags now uh, 5900 on FanDuel. We got on Fantasy Draft. Let's see the price over there. Um, price on Fantasy Draft for Baysmore is 10.5k. I mean, tons of upside there at that price. He's even less than Dwayne Dedman. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's a really good play for your upside. Uh, I like him and uh, Shorter. The other two guys I'm really looking at. Shorter's got 13.1k on the Hawks. Uh, on fantasy draft I, I think that price tag is pretty good those are the two guys like i said i really key on and i kind of just keep it simple with the hawks the hawks are not that good of a basketball team in general uh if, if they get some news that some guys are out uh i think that's fine right if we get some word that maybe one of those big men is out maybe it makes john collins more of an interesting player or Ilyasova. but uh i don't know for me i just try to keep it pretty simple with the hawks i think Troyer, he just gets a ton of touches, a lot of opportunities, have to like him, and then uh, Bazemore just has a lot of upside, uh, especially in uh, up and up and down uh, kind of fast-paced games, and I can see this game getting a little sloppy uh, with the Pacers. The Pacers are not playing at the same pace that they were at the start of the year. They've definitely gone a little bit slower, but uh, I don't know. I can see Bazemore thriving a little bit in this game, so uh, those are the two I'm really looking at. Again, it's 11 games late, lots of things to look at, and lots of, uh, lots of plays to like, so... Um, Indiana Pacers uh, side of the ball. Let's talk about that a little bit. We got Oladipo. He is 17.5K. Pretty expensive for him. I don't really know if I want to be spending that price tag on him on this slate. I think there's other ways I'd rather spend my money. I get it, though. It's the Hawks. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, sure, Oladipo could do really well, but I think it's just going to be the guy I fade and hope it doesn't kill me, hope it doesn't burn me completely. Uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I can live with it and kind of call it a day. I know uh, Glenn Robinson is going to be making his uh, debut today, so I'm curious how that messes around with some things. We haven't seen him all year long, so this was something at the start of the year when we kind of you know had the the Pacers with the situation that they were in. I was like, well, we are not we're missing Glenn Robinson. I, I'm wondering what what he could ha- like impact here. So with Glenn Robinson returning, I would definitely temper my expectations on some of these guys, like like the Bojan Bogdanovich is like, yeah, that, that could definitely eat into him a little bit. I know he's flashed him upside recently, but uh, I don't know. I think he's a guy that you want to start staying away from and kind of see what happens with the situation. I could even see it maybe eat into Oladipo just a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just trying to like think, uh, you know, Glenn Robinson's got to be doing something to kind of disrupt some things and it might shake some things up and it could shake some things up enough where Oladipo at that price could not get there. I mean, I think it's possible. Same with a guy like Sabonis. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little worried about some of these Pacers. Again, I, I know Glenn Robinson isn't the biggest threat to really mess with things, but uh, I don't know. Whenever like a new guy enters, I get a little worried. I uh, forgot to mention Darren Collison being out. With him being out, obviously a guy like Corey Joseph 
is pretty interesting if you need a cheap uh, point guard. I, I understand if you want to play Corey Joseph, but uh, I don't know. He's starting to get a little priced up for my liking. Over on Fantasy Draft, we have him at, what's his price tag? Uh, 10.6K. Again, I think there's other guys I just would rather play. Uh, I think that price is kind of expensive. I liked where it was before when it was in the 9Ks or 8K range. Now it's getting a little priced up for me. But uh, if I had to pick anyone on the Pacers side of the ball, you're forcing me to pick anyone to play. Um... Let's see. Hmm, who would I take? In? I'll probably go with... Uh, probably end up going with Oladipo because of the price, but uh, not, not because of the price, more so because of the upside that he can have. Uh, but And it's the Hawks, right? And he can absolutely go off. But uh, I don't know. I'm probably not paying that price, and I'm probably just fading the Pacers here on this slate. Just a team that I don't think I'm going to really be, uh, be touching today. Let's look at the Charlotte Hornets and the Washington Wizards. They have a 211 team total. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, uh, they're a pretty simple situation. Uh, they got stars, uh, you know, Howard, Marvin Williams, Walker, Kid Gilchrist, and Batum. They've all been, uh, you know, kind of starting for a while now, and it's really had that same tight core. All those guys are, you know, they're pretty safe to play. You don't have any worries about that. Do I want to pay for him at that price tag? Like Dwight Howard at 15.1K, uh, I, I get it. Not, I get why you'd want to, you know, pay for him but i don't want to really want to pay for him at this price at center again i'll, I'll just let the cat out of the bag but alex len is the guy i'm gonna probably be getting exposure to at center with uh, tyson chandler doubtfully should be getting a lot of run today so i think i'm going to be going cheaper at center for him unless like a value opens up around uh and kind of forces me to pay up but i don't think i need to be doing that uh i think so dwight howard uh, I get it, the upside's there, but he's off the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, why touch that when we have all these uh, you know, games, basically, with guys coming back from the All-Star break? So for me, I'm going to pass on Dwight Howard. Same with Kemba Walker. Like I just don't want to pay that price for Kemba Walker. 15K is expensive for him. I'd rather go down to Nick Batum for 11.3K. And if you, you know, if I'm forced to, I think he's probably one of my favorite uh, Hornets guys to play. I just like the upside at that price for him. Uh, he's been playing a lot better. So I think Batum is probably my favorite uh, Hornets starter to look at here. I, I, I don't mind Frank Kaminsky if you need a cheap value play. I like the power forward position, like on a site like FanDuel where you have to play two power forwards. I could totally understand that. I should have done it yesterday, but I uh, didn't, didn't end up doing it yesterday. Kind of annoyed with myself or not, uh, but... Uh, I think really it's just like Batum and like the Marvin Williams, who's like a cheap value. Those are the guys I'd look at. But again, these are not like my favorite value plays. And, uh, you know, this is a 11 game slate and we're going to have some good value open up. So I'm kind of more so uh, waiting for uh, better value to open up. Uh, there's some good value already, but I know I know better ones are going to be coming. Or not better ones, but, uh, you know, more viable ones than some of the ones that are out there. There already are, there already are some good ones out there. But let's talk about the Washington Wizards. Uh, the uh, still don't have John Wall. So without John Wall, you know, Sanaransky has been really good. And I mean, that price tag for him, 10.1K on fantasy draft, that's still a good price. Uh, Sanaransky, he's been very impressive with what he's done. Uh, I get it still might feel a little pricey for a guy like him, but... Uh, yeah, uh, Sanaransky is a guy that uh, I think you can still get exposure to. We also just got some word on uh, Glenn Robinson the third, and, and yeah, I'm kind of feel like an idiot now after uh, all this. But Glenn Robinson the third is expected to play around five minutes, so yeah, I guess he's not going to really impact anything. They're really just uh, kind of getting his feet wet, and that's it. But 
Uh, I'm curious to see how it ends up, if it ends up shaking anything up. I know he's not a high usage guy or anything, but I'm just, I don't know. Whenever one guy, uh, you know, enters in a lineup, I feel like it always changes uh, one thing and then it just shifts everything around. So scratch, scratch a lot of stuff like I said with the Pacers. If you like some Pacers guys, I, I get it. Go for it. But again, I don't know if I really want to target them on this slate. All right, so let's talk about the uh, Wizards again. Sandoransky, I just again, I was just talking about his price tag, how cheap it is. Pretty good play. Uh, I don't mind him. Markeith Morris, too. You know, he's been pretty good uh, since John Wall's gone out. He's really stepped up, so I like him. Think he's someone that we can definitely uh, look to. Badly Beal, 16.3K. I'm going to stay away from him. I just think the price is kind of too expensive. Sure, he has the upside to go off in the type of usage situation that he's in. I understand. I get it. But I think he's really pricey, and I'm just going to pass. I'd rather look to Otto Porter Jr., who's only 12.5K, and I think there's still a ton of upside there for him, a ton of opportunity. So I like Otto Porter Jr. a lot here. Uh, again, not my favorite game. I think there's other games that I prefer to you know, go to on this slate rather than this one. So uh, yeah, I'll just keep moving along. Let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, and this game is an interesting one. Uh, Giannis, uh, you know, this is a battle of some good East uh, Eastern Conference teams. We got Giannis here against, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeMar Rosen. This is one of those games that I feel like, uh, you know, teams in the in the conference kind of get up for uh, because they're two, uh, two teams that are notably pretty well in the conference. But yeah, uh, so first off, Kyle Lowry and Demar Rosen, they're guys I typically don't play too much, and I, I doubt I'm going to play them a ton here. I can understand. Demar Rosen, I know he's been really good recently. Uh, well, not recently, but more so like all year. He's been just like so much better than... Uh, you know, I expected him to be. So uh, I get if you want to play a guy like him, but I just don't think I'll play him. I think there's other stars I'd rather pay for. I'd rather pay for like a Kyrie Irving that we talked about before. Rather even pay for an Oladipo. Just find money for them instead. Don't think I need to be taking the, uh, you know, the DeMar DeRozan or the Kyle Lowry route on this slate. I'll, I'll pass on those guys. Uh, Bucks are our team against the guards. They've been a lot better. I get it. The, you know, guards like uh, that or ball handles like a DeMar DeRozan. He had a big game against them this year. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, where's that game? He, he had a massive game against them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 74-point fantasy game. He had 52 real-life points. I get it. DeMar Rosen, he can do that. right? He can have that massive game, but I don't know. I'm going to pass on those guys. Don't think they're a team that I really want to uh, target a ton here. Uh, if I looked at any of the Raptors, I kind of like on fantasy draft. I like uh, Pascal Sycam's price a little bit. I think it's just really cheap for him. And if you need like a cheap value and say you're going stars and scrubs, uh, I get it. I think he's someone that uh, is in play. Uh, the minutes, uh, they've been a lot better. 25, 25, 23, 22, 19, 22. And uh, it's the Bucks, right? The Bucks are a team that struggle a ton against forwards. So uh, I, I think that it's interesting. I think he could be, uh, you know, a value play that you want to look at on fantasy draft but other than that uh not a lot of these raptors i really want to get a ton of exposure to uh, the raptors just seem like a team that are a really good real life team but from a fantasy perspective i don't want to get too much exposure to them uh serge abaca i know he's flashed the upside and he was looking a lot better throughout the all-star break but again i don't know he's uh kind of burned me too much where i think i'm just gonna stay away because he's been way too inconsistent for me so that's it on the raptor side of the ball we just got word that John Henson is available to play tonight. Uh, I, I guess stay tuned for that because if if he plays, you know, that'll affect some things. But we only have, uh, you know, 
available to play right now. So we have to kind of take the wait and see approach. But uh, that's not the main guy to talk about. Let's talk about Giannis. Is he the guy that you want to pay for on this slate, right? When you look around the, you know, or all the guys you can play, especially at the small forward position, right? LeBron James against Memphis, uh, Giannis against Toronto. Those are the two spend up options. Are they really that appealing options? Uh, not the most appealing for me on this slate. I actually prefer Jimmy Butler, who's going to be a little bit cheaper. But uh, let's go back to Giannis and talk about him a little more. So yeah, Giannis, uh, he's a guy that I get it, matchup proof kind of guy, could have a big game, totally understand, someone that you want to look at on almost any slate, but for me, I think I'm going to pass on Giannis here, just don't think he's uh, one of the guys I want to spend my money on today, I'd rather spend my money on James Harden against Minnesota, even maybe Oladipo against Atlanta, maybe I'm coming around on him a little bit more, Carl Anthony Towns against Houston, rather find my money on him, Nikola Jokic against the Spurs, which I know it's the Spurs, but uh, historically, Nikola Jokic has had an amazing history against them, there's just, you know, other stars I'd rather spend on, Anthony Davis with no cousins, I know it's Miami, but still, like, it's Anthony Davis, uh, there's just other ways I'd rather spend my money, so... Uh, I don't know. I think for me, Giannis is going to be a guy that I kind of stay away from. Uh, I, I get if you want to play him, he's a star, but I, I don't know. I, not someone that's really making my uh, list today on this slate. I know the matchup isn't the greatest for a guy like Eric Bledsoe, but on fantasy draft, I mean 12.6K. Uh, that price tag is crazy cheap for him. Uh, how do I not like look at that and want to get some exposure to him with the upside that he has? So yeah, I think Eric Bledsoe might be my favorite Bucks play. If I if you force me to pick one, uh, I think he's the guy I would rather get, go to. I don't want to spend 400 extra more dollars for Middleton. I'd rather just go to Bledsoe, who uh, shows a ton of upside. I know the match against Kyle Lowry isn't the greatest, but in tournaments, uh, I'm looking for that. You know, try trying to find guys that are going to pay off their price tag with massive upside, and I think Bledsoe could be the guy to do that. So. I uh, like that. I think he's interesting there. Uh, that, that's about it for this game, though. Again, 215.5 team total. Higher total than you would uh, expect for these two teams. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of expecting more of like a playoff atmosphere for this game. A little uh, slower paced game and whatnot. Just uh, one I'm not just expecting to want to get a ton of exposure to. So, yeah, that's about it for me on this game. We're starting to get to some of the games that I really like, though. Here's one right now. Miami Heat and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, let's first talk about the Heat side of the ball. Hassan Whiteside, 12.8K on Fantasy Draft. That price tag is just too cheap for him. Uh, I do worry about him a little bit against a guy like Anthony Davis. Could pull him away from the rim, rim a ton. Uh, you know, it's it's Hassan Whiteside. We know that uh, Spolstra throughout his career has been very inconsistent with him. But Hassan Whiteside, uh, you know, he can show a ton of upside. Uh, you know, here's his last, you know, Here's his game log of minutes, though. That's the kind of worry I have. Uh, 28 minutes, 22, 25, 32, 22, 18, 23, 26, 18, 27, 30. I get the price tag is cheap, right? I love the price tag, too. I think it's awesome. I think the upside that he has is awesome. But I, I really do worry about the minutes. I know he has a double-double in uh, you know his fi last five games, so he looks like a really appealing option. But I am slightly concerned. I think he's someone you have to uh, you know temper your expectations with a little bit. Uh, he's not a cash game play. He's definitely more of a tournament play, unless we get word that he's just going to get like full go. Uh, but I do worry that they're going to put Bam in there uh, to kind of close out the game against a guy like Anthony Davis. I, I could see that happening. Uh, not saying it'll go well, but I could see them doing that for sure because of the Whiteside cannot cover the cover the perimeter at all. So, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of uh, it for Whiteside. Talked about him enough. Goran Dragic is someone that I think is going to be in play. Same with like Tyler Johnson. Those guys are just really interesting. When it comes to the Pelicans, they struggle 
against you know guards rondo's defense is just some something to target all the time and i think warren Dragic is a really interesting guy that uh, i don't typically love to play a lot but uh, this is definitely a spot to target with him. I like targeting him in like specific matchups where I know that they struggle against point guards because I feel like this is when he really can come out and have that big upside game. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking on uh, Drogic. I think he's an interesting cash game play and a tournament play on this slate. We can't talk about the Miami Heat without talking about one of the uh, most consistent guys that we've had. I feel like in uh, you know the past couple of months, just the consistency this guy has shown. I know it's fallen off a little bit, but Josh Richardson. Uh, he's gotten a little cheaper and, uh, you know, I know the minutes have gone down, you know, last game he had only played 22 minutes, but, uh, man, this guy had been really consistent for a long period of time. And we, we like to target the Pelicans with, uh, wing players that shoot three pointers. And this is just Josh Richardson's play style completely. So, uh, I think Josh Richardson is definitely in play as a cash game play here and someone to definitely look at, uh, just a really, you know, the price tag has gone down a little bit. So something to definitely note. And on top of that, uh, it's just, this is a pretty good matchup for him. He's got it shoots a ton of three-pointers he's a guy that uh you know he always finds his way into his steals and blocks right but always finds his way into those peripheral stats and uh you know this Pelicans just struggle against wing defenders and it's a huge pace-up game so with it being a big pace-up game we want to have exposure to some of these heat players or at least consider exposure to some of these heat players I think it makes a ton of sense Pelicans are playing at a you know top five pace, so uh, definitely have to like some of these uh, you know Heat guy. Even like a Justice Winslow for cheap, where you can get him really cheap around the industry. I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, again, Justice Winslow, he's not the highest usage player in the league, and uh, you know he can show some upside at times, but also he can uh, you know show that he doesn't have a huge floor because he doesn't touch the ball a ton and basically stands in the corner a lot and just plays defense. So uh, definitely be a little slightly concerned about that, but I think he's in play. Uh, that this just you know pace boost. And and this matchup is a really good one. So again, uh, don't sleep on any of the Heat players. They're guys you want to definitely consider on this slate. New Orleans Pelicans, uh, again, now this is the opposite for them. A total pace down game for them. Something to be uh, definitely concerned about. One guy I love, though, especially on fantasy draft, that price tag is just really good. And someone I want to get exposure to is Nikola Mirotic at 12.1K. Plain and simple, the price is just way too cheap for a guy like Miritic. Uh, I, I expect him to have a pretty, you know, big game. I, I can't tell you who's going to start before the break. We got word that they're going to either start a Mecca Okafor or Miritic every single game. They're just kind of going to kind of going to decide before lock basically and say, "Hey, this is what we're running with." So, uh, I think Miritic is the guy that that ends up starting here I, I think he's in a good spot he's probably my favorite pelicans player followed them by anthony davis i like him a lot again he's a star he can you know die. not a usage he's seeing uh he's not my favorite star in a slate by any means but he's definitely a guy that i want to uh you know have interest in and, and consider and not want to you know forget Drew Holiday at 13.9K. I know he can flash a ton of upside at times, but I'm having a pass on him today. Same with Rondo. Just this pace down game for them. Don't think it's too necessary to you know go with them. It's really just Anthony Davis and Miritich are the two guys I'm really keying in on on the Pelicans. If you want to fill in with some you know Etwan Moores at times, I, I I get it, but I don't think this is the right spot for those Pelicans guys. I, I mainly like to fill in those guys when we have you know matchups against like the Suns, the Nets, the Magic, stuff like that, where they can really just flash their upside and thrive. But Let's go on to the next game. This is probably the best game on the slate. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Houston Rockets. 226.5 team total here with the Rockets as 8-point home favorites. 
And this is the game where a lot of my money is going to go to. I uh, definitely have a lot of interest in this one. want to get a ton of exposure to it. We have the Houston Rockets who played a fast tempo. Uh, you know, it's the highest total. Uh, a team that you always want to get exposure to and a team you want to target when the other team, like the Timberwolves, just play their guys a pile of minutes. I mean, this is a great spot for them. I think all the starters are in play. Uh, Towns, I, I like his price. I think he's got a ton of upside here. Taj Gibson, he's a great cheap way to get exposure to this game at a safe way in cash game, so I like getting some exposure to him. I think Jeff Teague being for a pretty good spot. I worry about him with, with Chris Paul defense, though, so uh, temper your expectations with him a little bit there. Uh, that's definitely something to be concerned about, but I think the price is good where he can show upside, right? At that price, he can have upside, but I worry about the matchup a little bit, so he's probably my least favorite of the starters if I had to pick. Then probably my second least favorite would be Andrew Wiggins, just because, hey, he's Andrew Wiggins, but the price tag, 11.6k, uh, can't hate that, and this kind of game environment fits him very well, so Andrew Wiggins, I, I like him here. I think he's someone you can definitely get some exposure to. Jimmy Butler, he might be my favorite of them all. I know he was dealing with an illness or whatever over the All-Star break, I didn't really pay attention to the All-Star game too much. I watched it. Uh, I watched it to a certain extent, uh, you know, had it on, but I didn't really follow, like, from a DFS perspective. So uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with Jimmy Butler. I know there's, like, some, like, freak thing. Yeah, he didn't play the All-Star game because of an illness or whatever. Um, they said he was eager to rest for the second half or whatnot, but uh, I don't know. Uh, again, I, I don't think you have to worry about that. There's anyone who rostered him during the uh, All-Star game and is now freaked out to worry about it you know, rostering him here, I'd say don't worry about that. Just just roster him here in this spot. This is a great spot for Jimmy Butler. 16.5K on Fantasy Draft at that price. I love him here. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to get a ton of exposure to. Uh, one of my favorite plays on this slate. So Jimmy Butler, uh, man, Jimmy minutes off of rest uh, in, a, in a big game against the Rockets. I mean, this is definitely one of those games where they want to make a nice statement. So I like them here. I'm definitely, uh, Jimmy Butler's probably my favorite. Timberwolf followed by uh, Towns will be my second favorite. And then Gibson third. Wiggins fourth, and then Teague fifth. I think that's the order I would approach it. And I wouldn't mess with the bench guys. I know that, uh, you know, uh, Tyus Jones should probably be in there a lot more. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not the coach, so nothing I can do about that. And uh, a lot of these guys, I don't know, like Jamal Crawford, nah, I'll pass on him. Don't think it's necessary. It's really that just mixing in a lot of those starting five on the Timberwolves. And in the order that I listed him uh, is the way I would go with it. And, I, again, love Jimmy Butler on this slate. He's one of my favorite plays. Houston Rockets. Uh, we got James Harden. Again, he's a guy I want to play a ton of, too. I'm going to like him a lot. I know you can say, oh, Jimmy Butler defense on the opposite side. But, I don't know, Jimmy Butler hasn't been, uh, you know, you know, as a whole, Gene Butler is a good defender, right? But as a whole, team defense matters a lot more. And uh, their team defense, as as a whole, Tim Rules has not been so great. So I'm not that worried about that. And it's also James Harden, right? Matchup proof kind of guy. Not really going to worry about that right now. So uh, yeah, I think James Harden is an elite play. If I told me, hey, you're going to spend up on anyone, he's one of the guys I want to spend up on today. I think this is a great spot for him to have a big game. So give me some James Harden and love him here at the shooting guard spot. And uh, yeah. I'll be all over him. Chris Paul, he's someone else to like to 16.7K. I kind of like that maybe a little more than uh, James Harden on fantasy draft. I think, you know, I play a lot of FanDuel, so I feel like that's why I'm going to end up getting a lot of James Harden exposure personally because, uh, you know, you have to play two shooting guards, so I could see that happening to me. But Chris Paul on fantasy draft, I'd rather have him for, you know, that 4K less price tag. And I think he is not not as much ups not as much upside as James Harden but enough where I think that discount is worth it so uh, on fantasy draft I love Chris Paul too I think he's a guy that I, I would like to get exposure to I know the Rockets might be a little bit more of a crowded situation now with all the additions that they have and them getting a little bit healthier but 
Uh, Chris Paul, he's definitely someone to like too. So those two are going to be guys that you want to target in this game a ton. Well, besides those two Rockets guys, I mean, it's obvious to like them. But uh, I think Clint Capella, he's another guy to like too. Uh, just the price tag on him is always seems like it's just too cheap. Uh, and he's just a lot better of a player than his price tag always says. I like uh, Clint Capella here. He's another guy that you want to get exposure to. But I worry about a lot of these other guys. Uh, you know, we've been playing the Trevor Arizas. We've been tra- playing the PJ Tuckers. Uh, you know, Gerald Greens, uh, Eric Gordons, we've been playing these guys when there's been all these injuries, right? That's been one of the main reasons why we want to get exposure to them, but I'm slightly worried about it now because uh, they're all kind of back and healthy, and they just added Joe Johnson. Like, it's just to the point now where they all are back, right? And Ryan Anderson, again, he's a guy that's, like, cheap around the industry that I understand if you'd want to get exposure to. Uh, sure, I get it. It's a good spot because uh, the Timberwolves are struggling against uh, stretch guys that shoot the three-pointer, but uh, I want Ryan Anderson when he's playing, like, 30 minutes to have more three-point opportunities because if that guy doesn't make it, it's going to be a disaster. So again, I don't know. I'm pretty worried about all the other guys. It's just mainly keying in on those three core guys. Uh, sounds kind of lame, but I think just messing around with those other fringe guys is uh, is a mistake at this point. I think just really keying in on Harden, Paul, and Capella and seeing how they fit throughout your lineup is the right call on what you want to do uh, on this slate. So definitely uh, look at that and uh, make sure to get exposure to this game because this is definitely a good one to uh, you know load up on. All right. On to the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so the Grizzlies are not typically a team I like to target here, but with this new look Cavs, definitely have to have a little bit of interest here. I think LeBron James, he's someone you can pay up for. You know, this is a time you want to buy in on LeBron. Uh, I know yesterday he was he was fine, right? No, one, no one's mad with what he did, 56.8 fantasy points. He was a fine play, but, uh, you know, everyone always wants that bigger game from their stars that they're paying up for. But he was still fine yesterday. Uh, no reason to worry about him, but I, I think he's a good play against Memphis. Uh, I know it's like a slower paced team and so maybe like less possessions I can worry about a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I want to spend my money on LeBron today. I think there's just other guys I'd spend on. So I'm going to pass on him. I'd rather go to a cheaper Jimmy Butler in a spot against the Rockets. So that's kind of the approach I'm taking. But I wouldn't tell, I'm never going to be like, hey, uh, well, maybe I wouldn't say never. But uh, in this type of spot where, you know, things are going really well for the, uh, you know, LeBron and they're kind of uh, streaking right now and they're trying to get right and get better. I understand if you want to play LeBron, but I don't think you need to here. I'll, I'll pass on him him i kind of could see if you want to go for cheap jordan clarkson i can kind of see this maybe being a, a good game for him uh again i know the tempo is not the greatest but i feel like this would be a game where you know off the back to back maybe lebron uh eases eases uh off the gas pedal a little bit and maybe against like a bad team right kind of wants to like see what his uh you know guys can do uh see what see if his bench guys can kind of ha- hold on uh to the uh, game a little bit lebron's a really like calculated guy and again i'm kind of uh, maybe I'm talking a little ridiculous here, but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw a big Jordan Clarkson game. Uh, I feel like he's. There are going to be times where LeBron kind of uh, hands the keys to him and lets this, lets him see what he can do against these lesser teams. So uh, then the Grizzlies are definitely a lesser team. So I wouldn't be shocked if this was a spot where it happens. In tournaments, don't think it's a crazy idea. But yeah, let's uh, we'll go on to the uh, go on to the Grizzlies side of the ball and see what we can find over there. Again, don't think there's a lot I want to play. Uh, I think it's like Tyreek Evans is mainly the guy. Uh, Marcus All, I get the price tag is cheap on him, 13.7K, but there's other sp- ways I'd rather spend my money on Saturday. I don't think I'm going to be playing him. I'd probably would rather Tyreek Evans, uh, the upside that he can have when he gets going uh, is immense. So, uh, and, you know, he rested a ton, right? Uh, he was kind of resting before he got traded. Uh, hasn't been bought out yet. 
assuming he's going to play the normal 30 minutes and could see a very big game from him. So, uh, yeah, I think going to uh, Tyreek Evans makes some sense uh, if you want to run it back with someone. So that, that's kind of what I would do there. We'll go on to the next game, Trailblazers and Utah Jazz. Uh, and, hey, the Jazz have been uh, pretty impressive over the last month. Uh, can't can't argue with what they're doing. They've been really good. Uh, they were dealing with some injuries, uh, but they, you know, after the All-Star break, it looks like they are a lot more healthier. Uh, you know, Ricky Rubio, he is dealing with an injury. Uh, he's listed as questionable, so that's going to be big news we obviously have to wait on because if Ricky Rubio does not play, uh, that's going to be big for a guy like Donovan Mitchell, someone we're going to want to get in a lot of our lineups uh, against the Portland team. Uh, he's going to see such a high usage, something you're going to have to uh, have to want to get exposure to. Uh, and then we got like Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal has been a cheap value play that we've been playing. I think he's a guy with going to get a ton of minutes. I think you can consider him, and I think he's a nice cash game play. And, and even tournaments, he has upside still at that price and someone that's just going to keep uh, rising more and more. Derek Favors, he's been really good, and it's mainly because they don't have as many, uh, you know, they don't have Rodney Hood soaking up that second bench usage, so or second team usage off the bench, and uh, Favors has really been soaking that up, and I think Favors is still a guy you can keep going to. I like him here, too. think he's someone that you want to consider getting exposure to. Uh, there's still upside there at that price. So yeah, I know people don't love Derek Favors, but uh, this is not the same Derek Favors. This is a different situation he is in. So uh, going forward, don't don't sleep on him. Uh, again, not the greatest matchup for him, but I think he's someone that still is in play. Uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be end up playing him on this slate. Uh, I get if you want to. I think he's a super safe cash game option. So if you want to play him in cash games, I think that's fine. Uh, he's you know he's safe, but uh, I don't know. I don't love him for the upside here in the matchup against Nurkic. So eh, just gonna kind of pass on him. I didn't mention Joe Ingles, but he's definitely someone to uh, consider too. I think he's a good guy to uh, roster. And again, these Jazz, don't sleep on them. With the, with the trades they made, uh, there's definitely opportunities for them. Uh, so don't sleep on some of these Jazz guys. I think there's reason to get exposure, and especially with Rubio looking to be out here possibly, uh, it's definitely going to be good for the Jazz here. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with the Rubio situation because that's going to depend on a lot. And it's a 9 o'clock game, so I don't know if we'll get that news in time or not. Damian Lillard is typically a guy that, uh, I don't know, for some reason I haven't rostered him a ton this year, but I really don't know what to do with uh, Lillard in this spot because I just don't think I need to pay up for him, but I've seen him have massive games against the Jazz because uh, you can't really drive on the hoop against uh, a guy like Gobert, so, you know, the Trailblazers, they chuck up the ball a ton, and if Damian Lillard is going to throw up a ton of three-pointers, he has massive upside, so I understand the upside here. I've seen him have big games against the Jazz in the past. He's not going to be owned in tournaments, so if you want to play him, I think it makes sense but i play a lot more cash games than tournaments so i kind of think that uh damian lillard if i was playing tournaments i would want to get lillard exposure uh, i'm just not playing i don't play a ton of tournaments so uh that's kind of one of the uh one of the reasons why i, I probably won't get exposure to him and it kind of pains me not to so if you're playing tournaments you should get some lillard exposure i think just because he can have those big upside games at literally no ownership no one is going to roster damian lillard on this slate it just won't happen so uh yeah i think he's probably the one uh the one portland guy i would look to play play and then the other guys i think i'm just gonna pass on i think that's kind of the uh approach i would take with the uh with this game but don't forget on some of these jazz they're guys you want to definitely play uh it's not the same situation with the jazz and uh they're they're still too cheap for their uh you know for the production that they're putting up right now let's go to the next game 228 team total we got the los angeles clippers and the phoenix suns and this is a game to love uh, again I, if you listen to my content i always love big totals 
they they're I'm always a sucker for them. And hey, this is one to definitely like. I know the Clippers are coming off of a back to back against the Warriors, but I don't care because this is the Phoenix Suns, right? And this is kind of maybe better for us because that means the Suns I think can actually keep this game competitive. Uh, so I, I think this game could stay close. I think this, this could be a big game for a lot of guys like Austin Rivers. I like him in this spot. I think he could have a big game. So he's someone you want to get exposure to. Guy like Lou Williams. I mean, uh, I'm probably going to buy on Lou Williams. I, I didn't play him yesterday just because he didn't fit my construction. A little annoyed I didn't, but uh, again, it was it was fine. I didn't need him, but he definitely had a big game. And I definitely, I semi-regret not having him, but he just didn't fit the construction. But I'm not going to sleep on him today. I'm definitely going to make sure I have him. He just missed my laps yesterday. I'm and I hope he makes it today. But again, Austin Rivers, I think he's interesting. We could see Milos maybe off the second night of a back-to-back. Maybe not play. Uh, I don't know. I know he, uh, you know, has had some obviously had some injury issues uh, in the past. So uh, I think uh, Milos is someone that we can, uh, you know, think possibly could sit, and that could help Austin Rivers. Could help Lou Williams. Again, I'm kind of, uh, you know brainstorming here and i'm not really talking off of any facts or news but uh we just haven't seen helos play a ton of back-to-back so that could obviously be very good for us for a guy like austin rivers could be very good for a guy like uh lou williams so yeah again i like them even if Milos plays but uh if he doesn't that would just be a huge boost to them also dealing with avery bradley uh you know he didn't play in the uh, warriors game we're waiting on news to see if he's going to play in this game so uh yeah uh, just kind of wait on that news that's going to be important too. So again, Lou Williams and Austin Rivers are going to be two guys I definitely, uh, definitely look to play here in this spot. So uh, yeah, don't don't sleep on them. They're they're two two of my favorite uh, plays on this slate. Looking at the uh, you know looking at the sun side of the ball real quick, I just want to talk about Alex Len uh, because I keep getting this injury news that pops in my timeline. I'm getting distracted by it. Uh, so Tyson Chandler is out for this game or doubtful for this game. So Alex Len is basically going to see an increased amount of minutes. He's a guy you want to get exposure to. I know it's against a guy like DeAndre Jordan. You could worry about that a little bit because you know uh, DeAndre Jordan could probably get him in foul trouble. You would assume, but I mean Alex Len just has to play a ton of minutes and he's really cheap around the industry. Uh, just play Alex Len. He's too cheap for the production that he could have and if he gets in foul trouble so be it uh i think i'm just gonna end up playing him uh, i could see pivoting over to a guy like a dragon bender if you think that say you think alex link gets in foul trouble and you don't want to play him and you want to go you know you want to go to the backup center it's going to be dragon bender right he has to be the backup center in this spot i would assume i don't see anyone else that could be the backup center and we've seen what dragon bender can do when he's playing the center spot i mean he's had some massive games so uh, don't sleep on a guy like Dragon Bender. He's someone that I think could be a really interesting tournament play. Uh, again, deep flyer tournament play though, not someone that I'm playing in my cash games or anything crazy like that. Uh, TJ Warren, Josh Jackson, they've both been really good. So, uh, I mean, TJ Warren, he, he, you know, he had a hiccup right before the All-Star break, but meh, whatever. It's, it's right before the All-Star break. I'm not that worried about that. But they they were really strong, uh, you know, for the past like three weeks or so as a whole. I think they're, they're guys you can get exposure to on the Suns. Uh, you know, Devin Booker, he's another guy too. I think he's interesting. Uh, just the upside that he can have. Uh, the, the Clippers don't play a ton of defense against uh, wing players, so I like him. Uh, and even Alfred Payton too. I think there's upside for him. He's looked really good in this offense. Again, I think it's like all the Suns and all the Clippers today. Uh, you know, I, I love them here in this spot. I think they're guys you want to look at and want to make sure to uh, get some exposure to. Uh, let's get back to the Clippers though uh, and talk about them again. 
Uh, I think this is a pretty good spot for DeAndre Jordan because of the rebounds he can have, uh, and he could definitely bully um, Alex Lund down low. So I think it makes some sense, but uh, the price is a little too much for me. That's kind of the worry I have. Uh, when you buy when you buy his price tag cheap, I get it. Uh, let's see what he has on fantasy draft specifically. He is. 15.1k yeah i don't know that's just uh, it's too too expensive for me on him i'd rather play dwight howard instead uh typically um this matchup is definitely better for jordan so maybe i'm wrong on that but either way it's just it's too expensive for DeAndre jordan i don't really want to pay that price tag for him i'd rather go cheap for a guy like a tobias harris for 12.8k i think he could be someone that thrives well in this game uh, even a gallinari like it's just an interesting spot for a lot of clippers uh it's the suns right terrible uh on defense i think this game's gonna be closer too because they just played a game the other night so uh yeah i'm excited to watch this game i'm excited to load up on this game it's one where there's a ton of upside for these guys and uh yeah don't sleep on them if you told me i had to pick between on fantasy draft Alfred payton and Devin booker i probably uh man i i probably lean Hmm. I probably lean Alfred Payton, but I get it because Devin Booker's upside is insane with the uh, you know the amount of points that he can make. But uh, Alfred Payton, man, I, I I love him and I loved him in this situation. I want to keep buying on him until the price gets too expensive. So again, it's kind of expensive now, it feels like. But I feel like it could. I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if he hit the nine K range in the situation he's in. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened uh, on some of the sites this year, but. We'll see. Uh, I think that mainly saying on uh, on Fanduel right now because he's seven point five k. So I could see like a one point. I guess around the industry, I could see a one point five k price bump for him, or one or one k or one point five k. That's kind of the uh, what I'm thinking here. So I think still think the price is too cheap, and we can attack him there. All right. Uh, you know, that's enough of that game. It's a great game to target. Don't forget to get exposure to it. Uh, let's talk about the Spurs and the Nuggets. Uh, not a game that I really love, but uh, there's reasons like Jokic. Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me right now, but I know Jokic has had monster games against the Spurs throughout his career. Uh, it's insane what he has done against them. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I know it's, it's it's insane. So don't sleep on Jokic. I think he's a really good tournament play. Uh, we saw him get, uh, you know, 57.1 fantasy points uh, in the last time out there against the Spurs. Obviously could do it again. Uh, he's not a guy I think that I'm going to end up, uh, you know, spending on today, but I get it in tournaments. He's going to be low on. No one's going to play him. And the guy got a triple double against him last time and had almost 60 fantasy points. So, uh, and if you just look at the history of what he's done, it's been incredible. So I think he's a really good tournament play. So I'm going to look at for sure. So don't sleep on that at all. Got to consider Jokic here in tournaments uh, on this slate. Other than that, though, I really don't think I'm messing around with a lot of these other guys. Like, uh, you know, I, I love I love Jamal Murray. Uh, you know, I love Gary Harris, Will Barton. I love a lot of these Nuggets and what they've, you know, what they've done this season. I think they've been incredible, but I think I'm just staying away from them. I think it's just mainly Jokic in tournaments. Maybe I'd buy on like a, uh, you know, Jamal Murray in a tournament and that's it. But I'm kind of uh, not really getting a lot of exposure to this game. On the Spurs side of the ball, uh, again, not not a game I, I love a lot of. And, uh, you know, Nuggets, they obviously play at a fast enough pace where it's uh, something to consider. But LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be back uh, with no Kawhi Leonard probably returning. They're going to just have to, you know, go with him the rest of the way. He's still priced up for me. Don't think I need to be playing him. Like Pau Gasol, I was playing him because, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge was out. And now with uh, him being back, uh, no reason to be playing him, I think. Uh, and everyone else is healthy on the Spurs. I'm expecting them just to be a full go. I'm just going to pass on the Spurs here. I think it's a big enough slate where we can easily cross them off and keep moving on. Let's go to the final game on the slate. And again, this is another good one. 223.5 team total, the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, this is a 10-30 game. It's an island game all by itself. I uh, can't 
can't not get exposure to this game, right? You have to have the late night hammer. But uh, yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, he's in a really good spot. This rookie has been really good, and uh, against the uh, you know Lakers, have to uh, like playing point guards against them. So I think there's a you know I think the price is expensive. Uh, definitely worried about uh, the price being a little high, uh, but I think there's upside there that he can have. So uh, I definitely like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. here in this spot. Someone to look to uh, on this slate. Another guy to like a lot of is Jose Barea. I mean, he gets a nice usage off the bench. think he's uh, in consideration. Price tag is definitely a little up there, but the upside that you can have against the Lakers is very high, so I think he's someone to definitely uh, definitely gets, look to get some exposure to. If you want to go a little, you know, if you want to go cheaper at the small forward position, uh, you know, Harrison Barnes, uh, again, he's one of those Dallas guys. It's just, man, it's just been so, uh, so consistent all year long. They're just like pretty good cash game plays it seems like at their prices so uh, i don't hate him uh dark nowitzki too especially right off the all-star break the price is a little expensive for me i mean i don't really want to pay uh that, that price on him right now but i mean you can't hate uh you know what dirk has done against the lakers uh you know in the past i think he's definitely something to consider so yeah uh, it's just we saw 30 fantasy points from the last time he was out there could definitely see a big game from him here again uh, especially right off the all-star break so i don't hate him uh, i think he's someone that you can consider too let's go to the lakers side of the ball this is like the lonzo ball might return kind of game and with Lonzo Ball, uh, you know, possibly returning, uh, this could definitely shake some things up and uh, mess with some things. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen now with the Isaiah Thomas thing. Uh, if if Ball doesn't play, I would definitely be more interested in Thomas. I don't know if Ball will affect Thomas a ton because you know Thomas is you know second team guy coming off the bench, uh, you know, getting all that usage there. But uh, if Ball returns, it could mess with some things, and I, I do think Ball makes them a better team. But I am slightly worried about, you know, what will happen with them. Uh, I think Julius Randle, he's a little getting a little expensive for my for my taste, but I do think there's still, uh, you know, upside there for him. Still think he's a nice play that you can get exposure to uh, on the Lakers. Uh, and just kind of have to wait on the Lonzo Ball news because that's going to change a lot, right? Uh, so kind of have to wait on that news and see what happens, guys. But other than that, uh, I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, podcast's been long enough. Uh, we've already hit like 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, again, there's going to be tons of news that comes. Uh, I just want to go back to a couple things uh my two favorite games are the phoenix suns los angeles clippers and the uh, houston rockets and minnesota timberwolves those are the main games that i want to look uh look to target on this slate uh also want to mention more value will open up uh you know there's there's the alex len value today that's like probably the biggest value that we uh you know have on the slate that's the one you're you know for cheap that we have but more is going to open up so uh just stay tuned for that wait for that if you have any questions uh if you want you know any i always retweet the news if you ever want to follow the news uh you know my twitter uh, is travis mangone it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e we also have the rotor grinders lineup alerts you can follow those that'll shoot out alerts to you guys and that's probably a lot easier but hey i always retweet the news so if you want to check that out or if you have any questions about the slate and uh, how things are impacted shoot me a message on twitter and i am happy to help you guys out and talk about it with you so Again, thanks a lot for listening. For me, Travis Mangone, I am out. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. 
Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169. And pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619. U.S. only. 